Jason. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. Just getting ready to talk about dynamite this Let's past week. Yes, sir. And I just want to welcome everybody to Unscripted Violence. Lee, along with uh, Jason, and uh, I don't know. I don't have much news. You you had a couple couple uh, things in the news that we talked about earlier. Yeah, there's a lot going on today. Uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi leaving Raw, uh, not happy with the creative. Uh, apparently, they were told uh, there was going to be a six-pack challenge to determine the number one contender, and Naomi was going to win. They wanted, right. they wanted Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. I'm sorry, you cut out there. They wanted Nikki Ash at the pay per view with. Hang on, I can't hear you. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, they wanted they wanted to defend the titles against Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Creative. Oh, okay. Creative wanted. Naomi versus Bianca and Sasha versus Ronda Rousey. And both were going to lose. Both were going to lose and they wanted to defend the titles and they told they weren't going to be able to defend the titles. So after a meeting with Vince, apparently Sasha and Naomi decided to leave. I do not blame them. Yeah, it's a weird situation. They were going to told they were just going to carry the belts. It's just going to be like eye candy. They weren't going to defend them anytime soon. And uh, Sasha wanted the, the tag team division to be to be spotlighted, and they wanted to go a different way. So we'll not see what all, happens. Not, it's not only the tag team division; it's the women's tag team division. And uh, man, WWE just appeals to me less and less nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's insane the amount of people that just leave and people keep defending. There's a lot of people, like, if you go on Twitter, it's amazing the people that are defending WWE and not, you know, letting the women do what they want to do. But, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate, but maybe it could be a gain for AEW uh, later on down the line. Well, rumor uh, is that, they're, uh, that they've been taken off all events until June. But people are reporting that WWE wants to hash it out. We'll see what happens. I mean, Naomi's husband is one of the Usos. Uh, Sasha's a star. True. If she leaves, I think she would probably go to Hollywood before she would go to AEW. Dang. Well, that, that's a that's a huge loss in the wrestling world, if you ask me. Uh, she's a great so. talent. Very, very much so. She's... She's probably uh, one of my top five female athletes in the world, uh, as far as wrestling is concerned. She, Sasha's got to be up there. I mean, that ladder match with her and Bailey at um, that, the NXT events—they—they um, they were just unforgettable. Yeah, she was one of the four horsewomen. I mean, she's yeah, she's a star. You look at her, she's a star. She stands out. So hopefully they work it out. I, I would hate to see her leave wrestling, but I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, that, who knows? And then then you mentioned the uh, Ric Flair wanting to return to the ring. 
Yeah, it, well, actually, it was just reported by, uh, uh, I'll give credit to Fightful, uh, Ricky Steamboat actually turned it down. So, as of the moment, it's supposed to be Ric Flair and FTR versus the Rock and Roll Express and Ric Flair's last match at StarCast SummerSlam weekend. Uh, Conrad Thompson, who runs all the podcasts for 83 Weeks and all those, runs that event, and of course, he's married to Ric Flair's daughter, so... Uh, he actually came out and defended it today because a lot of people are like, we don't want to see Ric Flair wrestle again. And he's like, are the same people saying this, the same ones that want to see The Undertaker return again? So it's definitely going down StarCast weekend. We just don't know who the other opponent's going to be yet. Wow. I, I, I'd i love to see that, actually. I, I don't... I'm such a mark for Ric Flair. I have been since I was a kid. Well, when I was a kid, of course, I hated him because he was pulling off the heel gimmick so well you know but uh damn how old is he now he's 71 which you know he had that health scare a couple years ago where and people were producing you know Ric Flair death documentaries and things like that and he pulled through I, I hope he's okay I mean he's training there's videos out with him and Jay Lethal uh give the man one more match I mean why not give him one more that'd be great um, well, I, I've been slacking on the news this week, guys, so I got nothing, but <laughs> there's a couple tidbits. Um, should we just crack into Dynamite? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, well, we started off uh, with the Owen Hart Foundation tournament happening with Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. Um, it it uh, really was a great match in my in my point of view it was a, a good even pace um it wasn't it wasn't a surprise who was gonna win at this match to me but um it definitely kept me on the edge of my feet both of these guys brought out a lot in each other i think yeah it was a great match a lot of people on twitter was calling it brett versus sean you know the, the fpr has been doing a lot of stuff with brett hart and of course, I well, Sean Michaels and NXT. I, would, I wouldn't go that far, but it, there was. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did a lot of callbacks. I mean, FTR, Dax did the uh, running into the turnbuckle like uh, Bret Hart used to do. Uh, the yeah. Selling, the selling by Dax, like, you know, he hurt his ribs and he, he tried to do the sharpshooter and he couldn't do it no more because all the pressure. And then for Adam Cole to win with the sharpshooter, I thought was just a great touch. I, I, I like I liked that he won with the sharpshooter too um, and uh, he, he of course advanced in the tournament in that match um, I, I got nothing but good to say about Dax I mean FTR has a couple of the greatest wrestlers there is out there right now and uh, Dax really man I, I wouldn't mind seeing him as a solo competitor in the future honestly yeah, They've been on an amazing run. Uh, CM Punk actually the other day on Twitter said that Dax is his wrestler of the year so far for this year. I mean, they had that great match with the Briscoes, uh, the great match against each other, which was just amazing. Uh, Dax looked great against Punk. Uh, he's he's on a roll. Yeah, he's he's doing great. I expect nothing but good things out of him. Speaking of Punk, the next match that we had, well, we had a video package. Um, about the night's upcoming match between Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy. 
which kind of got me excited for that match. Um, it, it was a well done promo. But next we had CM Punk versus Doc, Dark Order's John Silver. And I think the only reason this match was made was so Silver would get over on the fans in Long Island. Yeah, he's a Long Island guy. Uh, give the fans what they want. You know, Punk's a heel in Long Island because of MJF. Uh, I don't know if you know, but the jersey that he wore out was a, a dig at the Islanders. Uh, he used to, yeah. Guy, yeah, he used to play for him and he left. And uh, a lot of people are still bitter about that. And the way he cut his music. I want to I want to heal CM Punk so bad. I hope he turns heel at Double or Nothing when he wins the title against Hangman Page. I'll say it before and I'll say it again. CM Punk is at his best when he's a heel. Oh, yeah, Summer and, Punk. It, yeah, yeah, and it ref, and it reflects in his ring work too. I mean, when when he's a heel, there's there he's he's number one. There's no stopping him and. I'm hoping for that as well. But uh, this match against John Silver, um, it was no slouch of a match. Um, I honestly didn't get too excited over it. I, I love John Silver. Uh, he's, he's great technically in the ring. And he's got kind of that goofy guy gimmick going for him. But um, on the other hand... Uh, I don't know. I, I would have for for the building to uh, double or nothing. I would have rather saw somebody as an opponent, but it is what it is. I, I that's all. That's the only criticism I have about the match. Yeah, I mean, I, it's an okay match. I mean, the buckshot lariat that Punk did was amazing. I mean, it that was, just was all, yeah a good finish. Yeah, that, that was, was a great. The only reason they did it is Hangman's, you know, alliance with the Dark Order and being in Silver's, you know, hometown. I think the big Easter egg out of that match, though, was the promo that Punk did on Hangman talking about the handshake. How Hangman yeah. said he wasn't going to shake his hand. Punk said, you're going to shake my hand. I think that's planting the seeds for the heel turn for Punk. I think he's going to do something at Double or Nothing where he knocks out Hangman, busts him open, pins him, and then while he's unconscious... Punk shakes his hand. hand. Yes, that would be that would be nice. That's a good scenario. I'll have to stay tuned. I, I mean, I, I it certainly seems like it's leading in that direction, though. Yes, sir. Well, both Punk and Page are showing kind of heelish qualities in themselves too. So you really don't know who's gonna turn on who. Right, that's the great thing about AEW. They play to where they're at. You know, they don't have stripped. You're a babyface. You're a heel. They play to where they're at, and they do such a great job. I, I think this is going to be a great match. It is. It it is, and I um, I am actually. It's one of the first matches I'm really excited to see Hangman in. Yeah. Uh, He's been kind of lackluster since the Danielson match, and it's. It's been a weird title reign for Hangman. It's just, I, I, yeah. He is. It's, they did the Archer, you know, death match, but then it's been few and far between for Hangman. It's been kind of a weird title reign for me. Yeah. It's, uh, to me, I, it just never, 
it never hooked me. I never quite felt like Hangman was the champ. He didn't have that feel to me. He, he felt kind of wishy-washy to me, you know, kind of on the fence about him all the time. Uh, I I don't know if it was his promo work or his ring work or just something just didn't... My heart wasn't into him being the champion, you know? Yeah, he doesn't really cut a good promo right now. Like, if you follow him on Twitter or something, he's great. He's hilarious. He's funny. But when he cuts a promo in front of, a you know, an audience, it's just, it's just weird to me. I know Tony books, you know, far out, and he was one of the original four that he wanted to be a champion, but I kind of wish he would have swerved on that. And when you have Danielson and Punk in your company, I think you got to make one of them to your champion. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for Punk. I really am. And, and getting him back to being champ where he should be. Exactly. Yeah. But next we had uh, Britt Baker, Rebel, and Jamie Hayter. They're backstage with Tony Schiavone. Uh, Britt, Britt puts Hayter over in this. Uh, Tony mentions that if Jamie beats Storm, that it'll be Jamie versus Britt. And both kind of blow it off in the interview. Yeah, they're setting the seeds for, uh, you know, after, after this tournament for a uh either a Brit babyface run or a Jamie babyface run and, and then facing each other. Uh, I hope for Brit going to be a fan favorite because I think she's so over with the crowd. I think it, I think that would be great. Where's Rebel going to play? That's what I want to... I think she's going to stay healed. She's kind of that lackey on the outside that could take a bump and distract and, and do other things. So I think she'll stay with Jamie Hayter on this one. Yeah, well, time will tell, uh, definitely. Uh, the next match we had, I was looking forward to. It's Danhausen versus Tony Nese. <laughs> uh, uh, this this Danhausen's just ring gear was really <laughs> great. I thought coming out, and they really they had the they had the video, they had the music going for them. I think he had everything going for him uh, before this match. His theme music was amazing. I don't know how much you know about Danhausen, but uh, I, I know quite a bit because I've been following him on YouTube. So yeah. I, I, like I know how, enough. I like how his finishers. I like how his finishers that go to sleep. But I love how they played this out to for the. I, I know we'll get to it, like the Hookhausen. But this was perfect. Just. Yeah, it was because Dan Hardhausen just the match started with him uh, trying to do a curse on the Tony <laughs> Nice. Smart Mark distracts him, and it allows Nice to basically hit the running Nice finisher for the win on that. Then uh, uh, Smart Mark gets on the mic and he points out that uh, that Tony Nice didn't get an entrance and asks what Tony Nice thinks of it and. Nice de- delivers another running niece and then tells uh, he t- uh, or uh, Smart Mark tells Nice to do it again. Then Hook's music plays. The two uh, scatter out of the ring and Hook's doing a pretty brisk pace to the ring for Hook. And uh, Danhausen extends a hand out to Hook and Hook shakes his hand. And then leaves while Danhausen shocked, uh, shocked, and uh, this is great. Hookhausen is born. Yeah, it was great. What cracked me up is whenever Tony Nice was posing, and Danhausen like, "What is this? What is this posing?" 
and then bam, <laughs> you know, he hits him right away. Hook is so over. I, I really wish I love the hook housing, but I really wish they would do a hook where he takes the title from Ricky Starks and gets the title that his dad used to run in ECW. But for now, this is perfect. They, oh. got, a, they got they got a match of double or nothing at the buy-in, so you're gonna get hook on the pay-per-view. But uh, it's just it's great comedy gold, and I think they did a great job with this. Oh, they did. They and and uh, Danhausen looks great uh, in in his role. Uh, I'm I'm very I'm very curious how they work in ring together. Um, I haven't honestly. I I I, I say I know a lot about Danhausen. Haven't seen too many of his matches. I know he can go in the ring when he wants to. Um, I'm just wondering how they're going to play this out with his character being kept in mind. Right. Well, he can go. The only problem I worry about is he just had the broken leg that he's coming off of. So I don't know how right. ready he is. So I think that's why you have Hook and you have knees guys that can work for a little bit. Because, you know, Smart Mark, who I will say is great in the role he does. But, you know, he's going to take a few bumps for Hook. I mean, they're, I'm pretty sure Hookhausen will go over. But I'm kind of interested to see how long Danhausen goes and, and to see where we go from here. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious too, and uh, we're gonna get it on the on the pre-show to uh, double and uh, double or nothing. So it's gonna be worth watching. I, I it's got me ready to tune into it right now. So <laughs> yes, sir. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, and then next we had Wardlow, uh. who's being escorted uh, to the ring by security. And then we have a mock Dark Side of the Ring video, which I thought was really cool. Excellent, excellent. Oh my God, I can't, I can't praise it enough. Uh, the The production on that was just amazing. They made it look just like Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jericho, how good was he in it? Like he's like that dick. I'm not going to do this for him. How much is he paying me? <laughs> Well, it's so great because earlier in the week it had been said that uh, Vice was going to cancel Dark Side of the Ring. And then they had come out saying, no, we're not going to cancel it. And then whenever this aired, they actually sent a tweet out saying the new season, I forget what season they're going on, season three trailer is out now. Check out Dynamite on, on, you know, uh, TBS. And then bam, this happened. And it was so well done. Just so great. Perfect. I can't praise it enough. Like I said, but uh, it, it, he uh, he taught MJF uh, comes out and to a hero's uh, welcome. Uh, he gets on the mic and uh, he talks about how they're going to discuss the terms of the, the contract and how he's going to um, be able to whip Wardlow 10 times before their match at Double or Nothing, which seems to be kind of a, a thing that uh, MJF likes to do. Um, uh, he, he likes to put tons of obstacles in front of, in front of his opponents, uh, giving him that, out, that cowardly type feel, so... He's definitely setting the speculations up there. And um, then he he says he has to face Sean Spears in a steel cage. And 
that that is interesting to me. Um, it, I the thing that doesn't sell me on Sean Spears, is Sean Spears to me, when I look at him, he's a jobber. Well, I think that's his role and pinnacle, like to be the guy you have to beat to get to MJF, which I think is perfect. And I actually think the lashes happen this week on Dynamite. I think it's the lashes this week, and then the cage match next week. But the whole coming Good out. Work. The- coming out to the ring in handcuffs and the no music it gives Batista vibes when he turned face uh, I don't know how many years ago when WWE did that that program but Wardlow is so over I love how they do MJF I know we talked about this earlier the crowd is going to go so crazy when he finally gets his hands on him the build up has been so great Oh, this is going to steal the show. It's going to, I know Punk and Hangman is the, the title match, but this is what's going to sell the tickets. People want to see MJF get his ass beat, and, and that's what's going to happen. It is going to happen. And uh, I, I mean, uh, Wardlow, just every week, even this week, he, he breaks free of the, or actually fools uh, MJF into getting the handcuffs taken off. Beats all the security guys down, and uh, and Sean Spears comes in, and he goes to to when he goes to um, try to take him out, he gets taken out, and then he goes to power bomb MJF, and everybody was just so excited. And then Smart Mark Sterling jumps on the back of Wardlow, and he eventually gets the power bomb through a table. <laughs> What's so great with AEW and how they use social media. Today, Smart Mark uh, posted something like, all black shirt security guards, if you've been hurt by Wardlow, contact me and we'll try to get a class action lawsuit going. <laughs> I mean, a while back, they had, the, they had the signs up in the front row where like, if you see this guy, you know, let security know. Like they, they're playing up to it so well. It's MJF does a great job of getting the heat and Wardlow is getting over each and each and every week, and he's getting more comfortable. And uh, this guy's going to be a big star. And let me tell you the secret to the success of this all. It's called long-term booking. Yes, sir. It. This has been a slow burn the whole way through, and we're finally going to get the payoff. Like you said, this is going to make the pay-per-view. Well, that's the, this yeah. is the difference between the two companies. WWE, they have a pay-per-view every month, so you know the formula. You're going to have the two, you know, feud, and they're going to rush the storyline, and they're going to have a match, and they're probably going to do 50-50 booking where each is going to win at each pay-per-view. When you only yeah. have pay-per-views a year, you can actually tell a story, and that's what I love about AEW. They were telling a story, and you're finally going to get the payoff. I know a lot of people say that uh, AEW pay-per-views are so, like, you know what's going to happen. But right. that's the great thing also as well. You're finally going to get, giving your fans what they want. I don't see how that's a bad thing. MJF's it, already a star. Now you're going to make Wardlow a star. It's great. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. WWE has conditioned us throughout the years being that single company that there was no alternative to. I mean, we, we have the Indies, and I'm not disparaging that, but really no alternative to them for years and shoving their shit down our throats. And I haven't I haven't come out and said this on the podcast so far, but that's what WWE has done. And they've conditioned us 
to kind of forget what pro wrestling is about. Yes. And uh, AEW comes in there and it's ran by pro wrestlers. It's written by pro wrestlers. And holy shit, it's, it's called pro wrestling. Well, you don't, uh, have, you don't have 15 writers from Hollywood trying to come up with a storyline for a wrestler they don't even know. Right. Here's that people that could actually say, hey, this is what I think should happen. Like uh, Tony talked uh, on Freddie Prince Jr.'s podcast about how the only people involved in the punk MJF storyline were then three. They would sit in a room and they would talk and they would come up with ideas and they would bounce them off each other. And that's how they came up with the story. It wasn't some, you know, 25 year old Hollywood writer trying to write a show to make one person like, which was Vince. They yeah. try to, They give the people what they want. And what is wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. Because I, I think, I think, and this is my prediction. In the long run, WWE is going to regret this shit uh, eventually. They're, 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 they're going to lose a lot of people. Well, they and have, they already. Yeah, if you look at it. Have. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But you talk about rating. People talk about ratings. <laughs> I'm just saying they already have lost a lot of people, but they're going to continue to lose those people. And those people are going to want pro wrestling and they're going to turn to AEW eventually. Well, that's the thing. People talk about ratings all the time and I get so sick of hearing about it. But if you think about it, WWE used to do 5 million people, 6 million people. Now they're doing 1.8 if they're lucky on a Friday night. And they've, AEW's trying to get people back and it's going to take a little bit because people just lost interest in wrestling because it was the same old thing with WWE. You're going to have two people feud and they're going to fight in two different pay-per-views. They're going to each win a match and 50-50 booking doesn't get anybody over. It's like JR says, if your character can't take a loss, then you don't have a good character. MJF can take this loss to Wardlow. It's not going to hurt him at all and it's going to elevate Wardlow to bigger status that he already is. And eventually, we're going to see M- MJF be a champion and be a hated champion at that. Yeah. And it, it, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a beautiful heel run. Well, I think he's actually going to end up beating Punk for the title. I think Punk's going to beat Hangman. And then I think eventually, MJF will be the one who takes the title off Punk. That would be interesting. And I would still stay, stay tuned for that. Uh, but uh, anyways... The next thing we had was, sorry guys, we have a promo package. It's a Samoa Joe, and he's basically questioning who the Joker's going to be in his match. And uh, then they bring Sanjay Dutt and uh, uh, Satnam Singh, and who else cares? You know, n- nobody cares about this. It's uh, I- I'm I'm waiting for ROH to have their own show already. Well, I think the thing with uh, Dutt and uh, the Great Holly 2.0, it's not for us. It's for it's, it's for India. You know, India came out. I guess it came out that like 54 million people watched WrestleMania in India, and they're trying to get in that market. And they just got their they just got Dynamite to where it's showing in India, so they got to have somebody there that you know is from India or whatever. They're doing it as a business thing because the YouTube videos for Satnam Singh it is insane the amount of views that they have got so I see where they're doing it for a business standpoint 
for me it's 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 not for me but uh it's not supposed to be for us i think it's supposed to be for a different market which they're trying to grow which they need to do but don't i hope they don't force him down our throats honestly in my opinion it's a vince mcmahon move it it is it is and i don't like it and and anything to to do with that i i uh, this satnam singh guy's gotta go for me well he's gotta go they're trying to grow an international audience i mean you gotta you gotta think about it they're trying to get more money for their their tv contract i think they're gonna hit streaming soon whether it's through hbo max or paramount or if they do their own uh, uh, their own streaming service, kind of like how WWE did, because they got the library now for ROH. The deal is done. R- yeah, ROH had their own streaming service, did they not? They still do. Uh, I actually subscribe to it. It's called Ring of Honor. And uh, cool. But the only thing is, they only show certain things. So, like, if you go on there, you can't watch the first All Out or, or they're all in. I mean, or anything like that. So it's kind of limited. So uh, right. I, they they announced Tony Khan announced the deal's done. He's now the owner, so they have the library. Uh, supposedly, he's working to try to get a TV deal. I just don't know who's going to take the TV deal because you know they we have Dynamite on TBS, we have Rampage on TNT. Where I would, I, I would suggest Vice. Possible, but Vice honestly, is a, when MLW did their first Vice special, it did horrible. So I. I kind of what I, what I've heard through different outlets is that ROH would be like a, on a live streaming service, so where they would get like a live show every week on there, and that would help grow the company. We'll see where they go from there. That wouldn't be bad, honestly. Uh, the the next match we had was Jungle Boy versus Ricky Stocks. <laughs> Ricky Stocks. And, uh, yeah, Taz is asking. Taz during this match, actually, I I had to point this out. He starts shouting like through the on his because he guest commentary, and uh, he starts shouting uh, at the ref to stop the open hand shots. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was hilarious. Taz is great. I love Taz. He just the, the some of the shit he says just cracks me up and. Uh, starts at one point in the match grabs the FTW belt and he tries to run up the ramp but he's cut off by Swerve Strickland who's now got the ref's attention on the outside of the ring which I don't understand why the ref is admonishing a guy so bad to get away from the ring Uh, bad move for me I I guess but, but anyway, that's what distracts Jungle Boy, who starts yelling at Swerve Strickland, and uh, he has Starks pinned. Uh, Jungle Boy is distracted, yelling at Swerve, and then gets hit with the Rochambeau, and playing in this match. Now, after the match, this got confusing for me. <laughs> we have Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. They kind of brushed by Swerve, Christian giving Swerve a stiff shoulder on the way into the ring. Then Christian starts leaving with Luchasaurus, then realizes that Jungle Boy's still in the ring, turns around, gives gives Jungle Boy a, a hug, 
And then we have three teams on the outside all of a sudden. We got Christian K, or we got Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. We got uh, we got Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, and then we got Ricky Starks and and Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, this whole this whole segment this was a mess. This, this whole segment was confusing. Uh, I know what they're doing. They're trying to set up a three way for for double or nothing. That's fine, but. You have a face distracting the referee to cause a face to lose. I this whole thing was just bad. I think from just the get go. I'm not big was, on Jungle Boy was, and, and Luchasaurus. I, I I know they're teasing a Christian heel turn. I would rather see Jungle Boy go heel and see what he could do. Than no Chris. shit. This thing this thing to me was a clusterfuck. I don't know what the fuck happened, but <laughs> it, it was. I, bad. I was I would love to see Jungle Boy heal. Love well, to I, see that. I think they're going to lose the titles. I don't know. FTR is the number one contender, so I don't know if they're going to make it a four-way eventually. I guess we'll have to see what happens at Dynamite this uh, tomorrow night. But it's time to take the titles off them. Let's. I would rather, like I said, Jungle Boy go heal because Jungle Boy is a phase. Just I don't know. It's just it seems like it's been the same Jungle Boy for three years now, and it's time. It's time to see what that character can do. Yeah, we gotta see. He, we know he's great in the ring. We know he's a good baby face. Now we gotta see him as a heel and see how he pulls that off. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely. Uh, then we go in the ring. We got Jericho Appreciation Society <laughs> out there. Uh, Jericho says that Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz—they've lost the the war. They're they're celebrating. Uh, Garcia starts to chime in about something and then Moxley's music hits and Jericho gets on the mic and says hey there's only one of him and five of us and of course you knew the British Combat or the Blackpool Combat Club is going to come out Um, but then we get a little surprise and and I have to thank the cameraman for this Uh, it's focused on the gentleman in the ring and the gentleman on the ramp but we don't see uh, Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz on the other side of the ring, which they pan off to. And uh, they show him as being outnumbered. And I loved that they gave the makeup to Kingston. It looked great. Yeah, it looked amazing. I just first want to say that the JAS is amazing. What they're doing is making fun of WWE. How Chris Jericho yeah. continues to just evolve. He once said, every time I change a gimmick, I change the look of my character, which he has done. Garcia on the mic, he's learning. He's going to be good. I like the hat backwards and how he keeps saying I'm a sports entertainer. Uh, yes. I love I love the Blackpool Combat Club. I kind of wish they would have picked somebody else except for uh, Brian Danielson because he was doing such great work as a heel. But uh, this is going to be good. Kingston's so over. Brian Danielson does, isn't necessarily a face either. Well, they're cheering him because he's with Moxley and, and, and uh, Wheeler Yuta. True, he was true. Such, he was doing such great work as a heel. I wish they would have, but, but you had Regal come in and they have stories with both of them, which I think they've done great with Regal. Regal, the punch on Jericho was so great. The whole Regal. Regal to me is finally being treated how Regal should be treated. How 
I mean, even NXT didn't treat him this good. No, he is. Yeah. They are using him to his utmost. What he's, they're using what he's worth, you know, and he's worth a lot. And he's showing that and proving it. And yes, that punch was monumental to me. And I would actually, if if his health's not a concern, I would not mind seeing Regal against Chris Jericho. Well, he actually came out today. I, I forget the source, but he said, I, I'm in the best health of my life, but I've wrestled my last match. So I don't think we're going to see Regal because he's more, they're getting Wheeler Yuta over, which is great. They're building, because he's also going to now be in like, I think G1 for New Japan. Oh, nice. Regal, what he brings is, he's such a legend and they're actually treating him like a legend which is such a refresh instead of having him like job to somebody or be made fun of by a segment in the back or something like that what right. he has done that that uh that that vignette they did i think last week was so amazing just seeing what regal could do and oh i love every minute of it i've loved regal his whole career ever since he was in the blue bloods and everything that he pulled off then uh, to now it, I, I'm glad he's getting the respect that he deserves and that's, one, that's one thing with Tony Khan he respects the past and he's not afraid to embrace it you know he calls him Lord Steven Regal every time he talks about him and Love it. to give him that opportunity is just it, it's great so we're probably going to see what Blackpool Combat Club and Kingston and one and and Santana Ortiz versus the the Jericho Appreciation Society at the pay-per-view and that'll be a great match because Kingston is so over I don't know why they haven't pulled the the gun with him like he he reeks of championship like I hope he gets the TNT championship soon they need to put that on him quick yeah ASAP yeah definitely I agree with you there Uh, next though we had a, a video package with uh, interviews uh, about Serena Deep and Thunder Rosa, um, I I am actually digging this a lot. Uh, Serena Deep needs to be in that position where she's a threat for the title. She's so good. The funny thing is about it, like they talked about. Somebody pointed this out on Twitter the other day because she was part of uh, Punk's uh, Straight Edge Society. And they're both yeah. now going to be trying yeah. to fight for a championship on an AEW pay-per-view. She is so good. And they're finally giving Thunder Rosa an opponent that, you know, people can hate Deeb and root for Thunder Rosa. That Thunder Rosa pop was such a big thing. And they kind of lost it for a little bit. But now they're bringing it back. That is going to be one of the best matches on that pay-per-view. It's, I'm excited to see it. Um, then next we had... Um, an, uh, it's the qualifier for the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm. Oh, no, it's not a qualifier. It's actually the, the tournament match. Sorry. Yes. Um, this was a decent match, but it didn't uh, catch my eye. Like, I felt it should have. Oh, wow, really? Uh, yeah, I, I, I noticed a lot of missteps in Jamie Hader's performance. Uh, the she she almost botched the um, a suplex on the outside, which could have really resulted in an injury. Uh, there was the, the 
quick setup for the pile driver that I don't think Tony Storm was expecting yet in the end. Yeah, um, I don't know. That Tony Storm pile driver was amazing. It looked sick, but I don't know how planned that was. It just seemed so like abrupt. I, I think with Hater, I think the they need to get her more reps. And I think that's one of the problems. They have so much talent that I don't know if, they, if she needs to go to dark or elevation or, or something, but she needs some work. Yes, she Tony Storm's to... over. I think you're gonna see Riha or uh, Ruby Soho versus Tony Storm in the final of that that tournament. Uh, Tony Storm is just amazing, and and she she helped Hater a lot in that match. And, and I agree, it kind of missed a lot, and the crowd was dead during this whole match. And rightfully so. I think I, in my opinion, I was I was right there with them. But I, I got to tell you something. Oh, I hope to God Riho doesn't make it to the end of this. I am not a Riho fan whatsoever. Well, she's already out, right? She lost to uh, oh. Oh, at the uh, rampage. Didn't oh. She? oh, that's right. I forgot about rampage. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about it. Yeah, I, I'm not a big Riho fan. Like, she just doesn't do it for I, me. I, I don't know why they kept her as champ for so long. I heard there was rumors she had something going on with Omega at the time. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, I think they, they were dating or something like that or, or whatever. And, you know, when you're an EVP, you have a little bit of pull. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a big Riho fan. I, I, I could do without her. Yeah, her smile gagged me. I just <laughs> <don't care>. very, <laughs> honestly, very true. <laughs> but then we got uh, Scorpio Sky. He has a taped promo God. Uh, about uh, Frankie Kazarian saying "SCU later." Snaps his fingers, does that thing. Then we got backstage Frankie Kazarian getting interviewed and. This is kind of... I hope they don't keep this pattern up. This is kind of a pattern going with AEW. You, you have somebody getting interviewed. They get cut off by the heel. The heel throws in their two cents. And it, it's getting to be kind of a device that I'm getting a little bit sick of. Yeah, I agree. The, the face starts to interview. The heel interrupts and says what they're going to say. They leave and then... The face doesn't say anything, and the interview's over. What? I don't understand yeah. what the point of that was. It, it was, it was. That was one of the cringe moments I had uh, about this episode. It was like, what? The, what was the? the what only, was the point? The only thing I liked is when that he told uh, Sammy his vlog sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up. I liked that, and Frank Kazarian's it's, just. It's such a weird angle, though. I know we'll get to it later, but like. Lambert comes out and they're booing him and he talks trash and then is he fighting heel versus heel here? Because I that, don't know. That never works. I, 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 it's, it's confusing. It's very it's confusing. You, you can't do that when you're a young company. Like, I, it's, it's so bad that like, I think that it turns people off. Yeah. It really does. Uh, I I don't know. I I just hope they improve with it. I I hope they improve with it. I I I know, I know they're building towards the the match with uh, Paige Van Zant, who I love. But who are you rooting have, for? 
I haven't seen Paige Zant wrestle. Is she good? Well, she's training. I forget who she's training with. Uh, it slips my mind, so I apologize for that. Uh, yeah. We'll wait, we'll wait and see. Apparently, she's really taken. Uh, from what I read, is she's really trying hard and she's training a lot. But like, it gets confusing because, like, when when they had the TNT title match, like, nope, like uh, Tay Conti, she wasn't selling her punches. So it was nice. like this MMA fighter comes in and you're not going to sell for her. Like I'm so confused on the whole thing. Uh, I, I think, you know what? I honestly think they need to do away with, uh, with this whole, uh, Sammy Guevara, Ty Conte thing. They need to do away with it right now. They need to pull the plug. It's not working and it's not, it's not the kind of heat that they're wanting to get. This is go away. This is go away heat. I was just going to say that. And Tony, Tony Khan did an interview with uh, Wrestling Broadcast, which is a great podcast if you've never heard it. But he was like, I love Sammy. I love I, got I, I love Sammy and Tay together, but the crowd doesn't. But, so why are you still sticking them with Dan Lambert? Like, I'm so confused on this whole thing. It's... They need to take the belt off Scorpion Sky. I'm sorry to say that. Yeah, and Dan Lambert's a gem, though. I don't get me wrong. I love him. He's he great. Is, he is, he's yeah, he's great on that mic. He's so good, and he can get heat. And he need, he needs a wrestler that uh, he needs a different wrestler to represent. He needs to be out there on the mic. I I don't know who he could talk for at this very moment. But he needs somebody different than than Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky. That whole that whole pairing didn't work uh, three months ago. You know, it didn't yeah. work three months ago. Well, Just stop. Ethan you know? Page, Ethan Page doesn't need somebody to talk for him. He is great. No, he is excellent on his own. He is amazing, Scorpio Sky. Okay, like, maybe. When, but... when, he, when he looked in the camera and said. You know, I, I hope I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit my my young daughter in front of the TV and say I yes. pray to God don't turn out like t-. that was gold. Oh, that was, that was amazing. But then you have another heel that people are doing, and Sammy and Tay, and it's like it, it, it erases what he did, and that's so bad. I just take the title off Scorpion. Or turn him face somehow. I don't know how. He doesn't seem to me to be the kind of guy that has like charisma that's just oozing off of him. So I don't think people would get behind him. Right. This whole this whole thing is bad. It's just it's just really bad. Yeah, it, it didn't work for me. Um, it's not going to work for a lot of people. But uh, after this, we had the main event. Uh, which is in the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. Wow. Yeah, wow. These guys, I mean, they just, they just, they brought out the best in each other. Yeah, it was so good. It was, it was a dream matchup and it lived up to the high. That, that bump that Darby took on them chairs. Holy shit! That My guy, it looked like he overshot it a bit. And yeah. 
took took more of the chairs and the commentary tried to cover that up a little bit you know uh i i think uh who was it i think it was jr that said well i i think uh i think darby took the worst of that or it was either jr or excalibur but they picked yeah. up on it quick yes oh man if he would have landed that perfectly how much better would that have made the match oh it would have made it so good it was already so good Jeff Hardy and and AEW I know a lot of people have been criticized of him I think he's been great I cannot wait for them and the uh, Young Bucks to wrestle I think Adam Cole is going to go over on Jeff Hardy this week with uh, uh, some Young Bucks interference but that match it's like a young Jeff Hardy versus an old Jeff Hardy oh yeah it it was like well they're both they're both nicknamed the Enigma by JR, both of them have been called enigmas. You have you, the charismatic enigma, and you had Darby, who just called an enigma. Could you imagine telling Darby Allen a year ago that coming up, you're going to wrestle CM Punk in his first match back and Jeff Hardy in the Owen Hart tournament? He would have been like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was, I, I, everything they did was gold. Um, uh, how tall was that ladder? It must have been at least twenty feet tall on top of the ring. It had to be. It had to be. <laughs> that was so amazing. That, that was a huge ladder, man. That crazy shit. And then, I mean, it doesn't overshadow all the other crazy shit they did onto the steps, turning them sideways, and Jeff landing on them. I mean. But it ended. It ended really abruptly, where Darby gets a coffin drop, and you think he's gonna get the win because he never loses on the coffin drop. That's his right. finisher. Right, right. And and Jeff just rolls him around in a crucifix. I don't know how how much I dug the finish. I don't yeah, know. I wasn't a big fan of it either. I mean, I was happy that Jeff won, but what are you doing with Darby? Like he like he's in a feud with Andrade, and then. He's not and then you do this what are they gonna do with darby I'm, I'm kind of confused he had that great tnt title run He's i think he should go back to that i think he should go back to the tnt championship he, he he's the perfect poster child for that belt well it seems like after the punk feud you know i know it was a mini feud but he was kind of delegated to rampage i know he was probably there to try to get ratings but they kind of cooled him off a little bit. They did, and I, I don't know what... He's he's one of the four pillars, as is said. Uh, they're they're really not treating him as one of the four pillars right now. No, they're not, and I'm, I'm a little confused on where they're going to go from here. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, wh- well, now we get to the part of the show where we rate uh, the show in and, and chair shots. I gave this one actually I gave it a three chair shot. I was gonna go three point five. That's that's fair. Uh, just, um, the whole Sammy thing kind of and the jungle boy thing and just how dead the woman's match was. Otherwise it was a banging show. Yeah, it was it was a great show. You you trim out those segments. Yeah, it, it it did like it, the the whole finish to the to the Starks match. 
and everything, leaving me that confused and stuff. I didn't know where they were going with it. Even though I say 3.5, I will take a dynamite every day over a raw. Oh, geez. I, yes, any day. Any every day. Every day of the week. Yeah, every day of the our, week. Our listeners know this already. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're, already they're already smart enough to know this that AEW just just stomps all over anything WWE could put out right now. Well, like, uh, I, get, I get excited for an AEW show. When I turn on Raw, I put it on so I can go to sleep. No shit. Yeah, I, mean, I can't watch. Cool. That's why I stopped watching. It just... It, it, I, I, it was like every week I'm like, okay, maybe this week I'm not going to be disappointed. Right. Watch Raw. Oh, shit. I'm disappointed again. Okay. And then finally, I just had enough. And AEW yeah. came, came around and I'm like, what is this? Okay. And they've had me hooked from day one. Yeah. I, I don't get... I say this every week on Twitter. If you're not watching AEW Dynamite, you're missing out. Because it's just... It's nonstop. It's 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 great. It's it's wrestling. It's where wrestling should be, and it's where it needs to be. And they do so much with the indies and everything. I mean, I mean, with Dark, Dark. If you watch Dark, I used to cover it on the show. <laughs> Dark's I a fun Dark. Mark. Yeah, I watch Dark. <laughs> I watch I watch Elevation. I don't watch it live. I go back and watch it, but. They yeah, I don't. Promote. I don't watch them live either. Yeah, they need to promote them better. I think. I, I. Right now, it's kind of like dark and elevation is looked as looked down on, and I think it's great because it gives some of the people on this roster some work. Right. Exactly. Get better. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna ask you, who's your wrestler of the night here? Who's your wrestler of of this dynamite. I know it's a homer pick, but for me, it's Adam Cole. That match was just... I could have went Dax if he would have won, but just the, the, the story they told in that match. Adam Cole is a star. I know a lot of people don't agree with me. I know you say he's just a catchphrase, but he's a catchphrase. People get into his match, and if you watch his match compared to anybody else's match, they're into it the whole time. Whether it's the Panama Sunrise, the attempt, the boom, taking the taking the knee brace down, Adam Cole I, is a star. I appreciate his talent. It's just ever since NXT, even when, when it was Undisputed Era, I have just for some reason, and I've tried, I've, I, I really have, for some reason, it doesn't get over with me. I well, I think something the whole- not there. I think the whole thing with him and Orange Cassidy hurt a little bit. Like, I get where they were trying to go. But you bring I love that. You bring in this guy who's a star. You, you, you have him pick up all these wins, and then you have him lose on, like, a handshake and a hug, and then they fall <laughs> in, a, in a lights-out match. I didn't like that at all. But otherwise, this guy has been a champion in every promotion he's been in. He has charisma. Which leaves a question. You just left me with the question, though. What is going on with Orange Cassidy? Where is he? Well, he got hurt in, at the last pay-per-view. And I oh, okay. I, I didn't know about that. Yeah, he broke. He broke. Uh, his arm was in a cast. Like, he was on TV with a cast for a little bit. He did something where he. Oh, he yeah. Something. He did. 
I'm not an Orange Cassidy fan, so like you won't. I just I don't get the whole I, gimmick. Like I don't I, get it. I'm on the opposite end with you. I get it. I love it. I watched him on the Indies. I loved it then. I, 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 I'm one of those people that even Danhausen took me a second. I don't. I don't like a lot of comedy in my wrestling, honestly. Right. Right. Some good. Yeah, the way that the way that Cassidy pulls it off, it just works for me. It doesn't like. I got lost during the whole him and Jericho feud when they did the uh, what oh, yeah. the moment the moment like I just and then when he like barely kicks him and he puts his hands in his pockets and it's like yeah he's athletic and but where would you like where where do you go with an Orange Cassidy he he can't be your world champ he could be TNT champ easy if you ask me. And he could be over as TNT champ. You put him as TNT champ, and then what? Uh, Miro's coming back soon. Like he, he's gonna be done recording his TV show here pretty soon, and he just re-signed a contract. Right. Miro would kill Orange Cassidy, right? Uh, definitely. So, like, but, where, but where does... Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy, could find a way to weasel around a lot of Miro's shit. I hope it grows on me. Like, I, I try. But I'm just like... <laughs> when he barely kicks their shins, like, what does that do? Like, I think if he, like... It's just... I don't, I don't, it's like, I don't know if you... I don't know if you remember this a while back, but Chris Statlander fought for, like, I don't know if it was for the title or for something on Rampage, and he, like, showed emotion. I liked that. That that was great. But, right, like, yeah, and he was he was banging on the mat and yeah, banging yeah. this and yeah, I remember that match. Yes. And <laughs> I think they were kind of evolved he, he he's kind of evolved from his time in the Indies. And in, in the Indies, it was all hands in his pockets, all the kicks. But if you notice how they were kind of booking him, it wasn't all that. He would do that maybe not not even a third of the match. Maybe to start the match with, and then he'd bust out. I Orange Cassidy's a great talent. I don't uh, know where he would go with him, but I would like to see him versus Miro, and I'd like to see him weasel his way out of having to wrestle Miro. Which but is, I, th- I think the character would work more as a heel. Like possibly, the whole, yeah. The whole I don't care thing, like, like if you don't care, how am I supposed to care? That's where I get at. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. But, like, when I see, like, I'm like, he doesn't give a shit, so why should I? So, like, I'm like, if he loses, he loses. But, the, yeah, the thing is, is, uh, yeah, he's a wrestler who doesn't want to wrestle, is in his own words. So, like, why why should I care for him to win? That's, that's, I just, I want to see more emotion out of him. Maybe I'll, maybe he'll grow on me eventually. Like, my nine-year-old stepson loves him. Loves him to death. And I'm just like, I don't get it. <laughs> I love Orange Cassidy too. I don't know why. I just <laughs> I, I've watched him on the Indies, and he just cracks me up. And like the way I, I like I said, I'd like to see him beat like a, a Miro or a a wrestler like that in a clever way. I'd like to see how he he comes up with a way to beat him. Like he sticks his hands in his pockets. To uh, instead of a instead of a standing switch, you know, he sits right. his sits his hands in the pockets and slides down. I'd like to see more of that kind of craftiness. Well, but that's, I, 
that's one thing I'll say about like AEW that I don't like. Like he beat Jericho, the first world champ. Right. Where did it go from there though? Like it like it seems like it, it just should have went somewhere. It should have they they lost him in the shuffle with the best friends and now I don't know what they're doing with him. Honestly. <laughs> He might have to reinvent himself. But then, if he reinvents himself, doesn't he lose the audience he has? I don't know. That's, He's that's got, the question. Yeah, that is a good question. Well, that I guess it just remains to be seen. We could speculate a lot on it, but it's really hard to tell, especially since we haven't seen him so much lately. He got injured and... Uh, I don't know. I would like to see the demise of the best friends myself. Yeah. They they got a bit repetitious to me. Yeah. It, it just it kind of became stale. So that's I'm glad Wheeler Yuta broke off from him because it just seemed like yeah. it was just the same old thing every week. And Chris Statlander yeah. broke off from him too. I think. Yeah, I like her new look. Her new look, and she's now in the back in the tournament. She's gonna yeah. face uh, what Hogan or no uh, Red Velvet. So, Red Velvet, yeah. I see her getting a win there. That's when to do it. Um, so, well, I for my wrestler of the night, I kind of went easy with it, but I, I picked Darby Allen. Mm. Yeah. He he did his Darby Allen shit in there against Jeff Hardy. I was a bit worried how they would uh, work with each other, like if they would cancel each other out or anything how wrong I was they they just made each other shine even brighter yeah I can't disagree with that he looked great he's a star he's he's a yeah. star and I could see him I could see him as the little guy kind of like aka how Rey Mysterio used to win I could see him I could see Darby Allen being a world champ someday yeah oh definitely I I would I would pay money to see that that would put my ass in the seat. <laughs> yes, and, sir. And it would put a lot of asses in seats. Um, well, I it's been a great podcast with you, Jason. I appreciate that. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Um, we will do it again. Um, but I just want to remind everybody uh, that we love each and every one of your listens. Uh it's awesome that you support us. Um, if you if you want to support us even further, you can do that. You go to the link in the group on Facebook. It's uh, Unscripted Violence Pro Wrestling Talk. We we now have a page online, uh, Unscripted Violence Pro Wrestling Talk, and it's WordPress.com. So you can go on there. Um, but if if you guys want to. Uh, support us it's it's a great help um you can do that like i said you just go on the on the link that i put out every week and there's a place to support us and all that will do will it'll just at this point go back into the podcast it doesn't go into anybody's pockets or anything it'll just go right to pay-per-views for whoever needs to watch them for the show uh, like us, subscribe to us. Uh, just keep up the support, guys. We love you. Um, yes. Can they reach you on on Twitter, Jason? Yeah, on Twitter, I'm uh, J A Y B L U N 
2023. Hit me up. I love talking wrestling. Uh, please, please support our podcast. Let's uh, hit subscribe, donate, do what you got to do. Uh, we love doing this for you guys. Definitely. And we do this because we're fans of wrestling. Plain and simple. Yes, sir. And I, I made sure Jason knew his shit before inviting him on my show. I appreciate <laughs> the invite. I, we've been talking about oh, this yeah. for a while now. So we I'm have. To do it, and uh, I hope we continue to do it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I don't see a reason why not. Um, so, uh, the. This is Stagger Lee signing off for the week of AEW, at least. Um, I'm going to be covering GCW as much as I can. They have an event coming up, Maniac. Uh, If if you want to get it, Jason, we could cover that together. Or I could cover it. I've been doing it solo. But I always love a second opinion, and your opinions are great. So That's the Saturday, right? Yeah, this Saturday. I will be ordering but, it on Fight TV, so everybody yes. can order it as well. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's uh, let's do this again. Let's do it. So uh, we'll we'll see you next time we record, guys. Good night. Good night.